Here we go. Brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. I'm Steve Cashel, joined by my usual co-host, the one and only Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, one of the team physicians for the Chicago White Sox sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Our website is Sports medicineweekly.com. Dr. Cole, how are you this morning? Steve, I'm doing great. Wonderful to see you. I can't wait to ask you about this as we lead off our show. I saw some great pictures on your uh, Instagram account. Uh, Your Instagram handle, by the way, is uh, Shoulder Knee Doc, and I understand you went through kind of an interesting climb not long ago, huh? Yeah. uh, uh, More than a week ago, we climbed Mount Baker. It was awesome. It was about eight of us. Uh, really started training over the last f- four months. Where's Mount Baker? Okay, so Mount Baker is about, it's outside of Bellingham, Washington. So Washington State, you fly typically into Seattle. Okay. Then you drive, we drove about two hours to Bellingham, stayed overnight. And then on a Friday morning, we got up very early and drove to the trailhead, which is around 3,300 feet for Mount Baker. And then what you do is you basically climb and set up base camp at about 5,500 feet. And there, it's a completely glaciated, uh, glacier-covered mountain. There's not a lot of snow cover right now because it got very warm, but there's just tons of crevasses everywhere. If you go to my Instagram, uh, you can see at Shoulder Knee Doc, you'll see some unbelievable pictures and a couple of videos showing some footage of us crossing these snow bridges. So basically, you know, first of all, I'll tell you, it's a good thing to do because it gives you a goal to train for. So we, this is what was kind of required. We um, set up base camp in the afternoon on a Friday, and then did some training and some rescue work so you learn how to rescue each other if something were to happen or you'd go in a crevasse and things like that. And then um, we, you try to go to sleep at uh, 7 o'clock p.m., which is brutal. So that's really hard. Despite it being you know 7 o'clock there, 9 o'clock here, it's really tough. Uh, it's about four hours to hike in, so you're not really that tired. And then we get up at 1 in the morning, and we... Uh, Broke trail by say two fifteen two thirty something right like that in the morning because you want to go early so that you summit before a storm might happen, and then um, and then we we climbed for it took us about seven hours to summit. Uh, we we summited around ten a.m. and the skies were perfectly clear. Uh, there was like two really hard parts. One was a wall called the Roman Wall. Or, yeah, it's, yeah, the Roman Wall, where we had to be sort of top rope to get up. You have to be roped in to get up. And uh, we walked across a number of snow bridges, which some of which were pretty narrow, and that I don't do well with because you look on either side and it's just like this abyss. I see that across. on the Instagram. That's yeah. why I said, did anyone fall in yeah, one of those? No, it doesn't. I mean, you can fall. It can happen. But sure. you're roped to the person in front or behind you, and uh, they're supposed to basically keep you from going down, and then you have to get yourself out of there by a certain technique. Thankfully, it never happened. And then once we got up there, we hung out for about a half an hour. It's like 11,000 feet. And uh, we walked down and we we, or we we climbed down. You climb down with cramp, you know, you have crampons on your feet, those pointed, you know, uh, they're like, you know, pointed spikes on the bottom of your hiking boots. So you got to get used to that. And then when you climb down, you basically often will be climbing straight down on the glacier. So you got to plant your feet and walk straight down. So climbing down is brutal. And there were uh, actually on the way down, there were two women who were, one of which had never climbed before. And she was, her, her, her boot was falling off, her crampons coming off her boot. So we had to stop for about an hour and a half to re- sort of rescue them, get them off the mountain. Jeez. So we got delayed coming down. So usually climbing down is like a third to half of what it is going up, even though it's way more painful because it's the front of your knees. Uh, it took us almost as much time to get down. And then we're like, let's, we're done when we got down to base clamp. So we, we 
got all our gear. It's about 50 to, it's almost 60 pounds when you put all the stuff, you know, the tents and everything else. And, uh, 20 plus hours later, we got out, uh, back to our cars by eight, eight o'clock that night. And, uh, in, uh, at the, at the base and, uh, went for dinner and but it was a tired great. dinner, right? Um, yeah, all of us were tired because the night you try to go to bed at seven o'clock, you can't fall. I mean, I, a couple of the guys slept. I can't do it. You know, I was like a rotisserie. I kept doing like three sixties <laughs> in my sleeping bag. You know, I just wanted to be one in the morning already just get up and go because yeah. I knew I wasn't going to sleep, but the training was awesome. And as I was saying before, I think the best part about doing this is that when I would normally come home and not like I was, do, I would lift or do legs or something, you know, in the morning that are like a pre requisite for doing it's like being you know this is like being on a 20-hour stairmaster with weight on your back okay wow. that's what it's so you have to train that way and no one wants to be the weak link so i one of my partner adam yankee lost almost he, well, he lost more than 30 pounds so the point is it gets you in shape that you would never otherwise get into and i was coming home normally i wouldn't run or do cardio at night i was doing cardio at night you know just because you just don't want it you just want to feel good you don't want to feel miserable the whole climb and i actually felt good except for my feet um, but the training was awesome. And, and 11,000 is not super high altitude. I mean, there's things you can do to altitude train, you know, like there's high altitude training facilities and you can swim, do things underwater and so forth to sort of increase your hemoglobin, which is your blood count to get you to carry oxygen better. But I think at 11,000, Rainier we did was like 14 and you feel 14. Is that the most you've ever done? 14? Uh, yeah, I think Rainier is a little more than 14. And that was, that was harder because there's tons of snowpack and it's going up to your knees. And you got to, you know, you got to pack on, then you got to get your feet. And I'm not very tall, so you got to get your feet out of the snow, get on top, and you, you know, each time your foot just drops in a couple of feet. So that was like three hours of trudging uphill. What's the danger level? Um, I, you know, I think it's it's um, well, first of all, the unpredictable, which is weather, right? But if you knew something, you, you know, there's pretty good information now. So if something bad was coming in, we would probably know it ahead of time. Um, so I think, but that, that's not always true depending on where you are. You can't get out of harm's way for this particular climb. I think it was the crevasses. I mean, they were, we walked over a number of snow bridges and it was pretty warm at some point. And, um, you, there's a definite feeling of uncertainty. I mean, some of these snow bridges that you walk between one side of a crevasse and the other and, and the way down is, you know, it, it looks like it's thousands of feet, you know, in reality, it's probably hundreds of feet. Uh, but Scary it looks enough. like it goes on forever. Like it makes your heart drop when you look over the edge. I mean, watch the video on my uh, Instagram shoulder knee doc. It's pretty crazy. Uh, so I would say that's the danger is slipping and falling into a crevasse, you know, and then there's just like this stuff like blisters and, you know, ankle sprains and, you know, things. Everyone did really well. I mean, the whole group did awesome. So, so after, great. like a, like Dr. Adam Yankee said, one of the docs from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, was this his first time? He had done some other hiking, but okay. I think this is his first legitimate climb. A little climb different than crampons. hiking, right? Yeah, this is a lot different because it's, you know, you're roped in and you're you're using crampons, which you're not used to, and you and it's just dr you know just drudging one step after another. So it's definitely different than hiking. And there's some scrambling and rock climbing too. You know? But my question is, after the person does it for the first time, yeah, they're looking forward to number two already. They said, "Wow, that was so worth it. I can't wait well, to do this again." I mean, you know, or between me and you, it. It, it, it's exhausting. It, when you get to the bottom, you're like, and then you're, you know, the way you feel, you're like, this kind of sucked. Like the last, <laughs> never like, do the this last again. like the last eight hours, you're like, I just got to get off this mountain, you know, when you're coming down. Yeah. Um, but then when you're done, you know, I think the big thing is there's a camaraderie. All of us had like this, you know, text, email thing going for the last, you know, couple of months and, you know, riding each other about training and posting videos and sort of teasing each other. And um, so it's part of that. Then it's like, the, it's the journey. It's like getting the proper equipment. That's kind of fun. 
and then you know and and then being together and you know the dinner beforehand and you know going through the whole thing together there's not much i do like i don't play golf like you you get your guy time when you play golf you right, know, your four right. hours or whatever it takes it, yep. you you know i don't have any of that so this was completely you know off the grid no phone and that that for me is meaningful. Like I had nothing else on my mind other than just get the climb done, have a good time, and enjoy the guys I was with. And I liked everyone I was with. So listeners out there might be asking, "Wow, Dr. Cole did the Mount Baker climb in Washington State. If I want to get a group of guys together or women together, how would I go about yeah, that? Yeah, so that's a great question because like the first time I did it, I used my friend John Golden, who we've had before, who works with Exos. Um, in fact, John's whole life changed after he started climbing, and so he got me into it. I, so I didn't. I had him, but people who want to do it, I honestly, I would. Our main guy, and I'll you know I'll give him a shout out. His name is Mark Smiley, and uh, his where? Uh, he is. Boy, I'm gonna say he's um, on the West Coast, and it might be in the area of around um, Seattle. But it's his his Instagram is Smiley's Project. He's a legend. There were people coming up to him. He has like forty thousand Instagram followers. There's people coming up to him on the mountain. You know, you have your hood on, your helmet on. You can't tell who's who. Right. And they're like, are you Mark? I'm a, I'm a huge follower. I'm a big fan. I'm like, I didn't know we had a a legend as a guide. So he's really well known. So the point is, you get someone who does all of it. Like tells you what you need. He has training training videos. Gives you a training program. Gives you a list of what equipment you need. And if you don't want to buy it, you can rent it when you get out there. And you need someone to guide you. But I would, and you, I would never do a climb without a guide. Like those two women that we came across, they did not have a guide. That's crazy in my mind. So, um, uh, and they have to get permits. So there's a lot of logistics. So it's nice to have someone sort of lead the whole show and 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 give you, you know, sort of an A to Z approach to doing it. So I would say that if you're gonna do it, find a guide or a guide, a group that will give you all the information. Don't try, try to figure it out on your own. You got to learn how to train. You got to know what food to bring. You got to know what equipment to get. So there are logistics involved that you're not going to know if you've ever done it. But I encourage anyone who's interested to do it because you'll it will force you to train. You're not going to want to be out there suffering. So you're going to get into a whole different mode, you know, for training that you wouldn't normally do for anything else. 